GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. We don't we don't make mistakes. To make it up, I do whatever it takes. I love you like a fat kid, love pink. You know my style, I say anything to make you smile. It's Malls, episode 51, and please advise, I'm bringing really good energy because we're re-recording the intro because my energy was super bad. Uh, you guys, it's summer. I'm still really excited. I talked about that at the top of last show, and I'm talking about it now because summer is kind of the bombest season. Don't you agree, Christina? It is, in part because also it's like my birth birthday season. Mm-hmm. Just turned 29, and I feel really good about it. Yeah, you should. 29's a fucking bomb-ass age. I love being 29. Yeah, I feel... Awesome. About it was it. a positive year for me. A lot of great changes. We have an amazing guest today who brought me um, what I think is going to be my new car hat. I'm going to wear it in the car just to protect my little nose from the sun. I have to say it suits you like very well. Okay. It's a Jumbo's Clown Room hat. It's meshed <laughs> in the back. It's very similar to the one that Whitney wore on this season of Southern Charm, but also David Spade has been pictured in this according to my guest. He's also one of my very best friends and I haven't seen you in so long. I know you're going to give me shit. Steven Myers. Hi, hon. This is the sound of my voice. Toasty Cakes is also how people might know you. You're a photographer. You're a famous pedophile. Socialite. I mean, Megan's Law requires me to not respond to that. So right, right, right. Let's just not. But you're fun. You're a lady about yeah, town. I do what I can. Yeah. You know? Um, Hun, how are you doing this week? I'm okay. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I have a pretty heavy flow right now. Period. Oh, you're on I got a he- my you're period. On a yeah, I got yeah. my period. Well, on. I was on a the road trip. The first cut's the deepest, right? Yeah, first cut <laughs> is the deepest, babe. Yeah, it was. It was just, it's been, been sleeping a lot, getting, getting a lot of Zs. I went to the dispensary this morning, picked up some gummies, thinking about like folding some laundry night on a little gummy tip, just hanging out with wags. Maybe get a pizza, eat pizza for lunch, but maybe just eat some more pizza, stuff like that. Change this is my like tampon. your inauguration speech, right? This is like <laughs> when you get your Nobel Prize, this yeah. is how you're going to open. I yeah. ate some fucking weed gummy bears for breakfast, <laughs> and then I put on a hat and sunglasses to sit in the living room. <laughs> it's, a, it's strong. That's about right. 31-year-old 30, yeah. woman, America. Thank no, you No, I mean, so in much. honor of Christian DGA, that hat and the sunglasses really suit well, you. R.I.P. R.I.P. What Hardy. happened? Who? Christian Adige died. He um he was the one who started Von Dutch and what's the other one? Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy. Oh, he died? Yesterday. He died of cancer. Yeah. Oh, shit. He also was um, really good friends with Haley Glassman's family and John, or no, John John and Kate Plissett. Remember John Goslin? Yeah. Went out on a boat with him. Is that like Ryan's him. brother or something? No. 
It's the uh, Asian guy from Johnny I'm mostly Cape retarded Plissett. when it comes to pop culture, so you're going to have to help me out. Yeah, right. Uh, you're wearing a Rich as Fuck t-shirt right now, which is your brand, right? It is my brand. It's Rich as Fuck. Yeah, it's your brand. But normally you are wearing like an NSYNC t-shirt. Right. I've got my like Spice Girls lanyard in my pocket. I've got my 1998 NSYNC tour t-shirt pictured with Lance Bass. Oh, Spice Girls lanyard. Just to, you know. Really? Well, I've got to keep it real. Yeah. Spice up your life. Yeah. What's your favorite Spice, Spice Girls song? Spice your fucking life. What's your favorite Spice Girls song? I mean, Wannabe has got to be everybody's favorite, but it's just too catchy. It's the epitome of pop. Like, I, I can't do a Brady Stanellis kind of tear on how good it is and how it represents my generation. But they, in 18 months, they could be manufactured, turned into superstars, and then disappear. I think there's something kind of beautiful about that. It's very, very metaphysical. See, and you are a connoisseur of pop culture in so many ways. And you say you're not. Well, Stephen, we're going to do some table topics with you. Okay, okay let's get just in. like a fun because you know I know when I think of you I think polite dinner party conversation that, right I'm, I'm very Eddie Haskell when I want to be all right what's your biggest pet peeve all of them okay which one of the world's problems would you most want to solve ignorance would you choose a life in the clergy or the military military what alcohol can you never drink again I'm I'm like a man dude like I I don't give a shit about stuff like that so I don't like not drink tequila because it's going to be a tequila night, girls. Like, I'm not that kind of dude. I, uh, but I'll, like, I'll do whatever. There's never been, there's no liquor that you drank to the extent that you had to, like, like you were just vomiting. Like, I vomited so bad. three times in one night and then I fucking drank the next day. Like, but no, it's not that. Just, it's like, uh, is there one type that, like, when you think about Jaeger no, Bomb, I, like, you, I, like, I'm like a trash can for alcohol. Like, I hate the taste of alcohol. I hate drinking, but I'm a fantastic drunk. So, it makes it really easy. Like, whatever gets me there quickest. Love that. Sure. What celebrity couple makes the least sense to you? Um, Taylor Swift and anybody who's not me. Which drugs, if legalized, would you enjoy as a hobby? I actually really don't like the idea of legalized drugs because, you know, drugs are are kind of fun because they're illicit. They're kind of fun because there's something a little bit you know, nefarious about doing them. And when they become legal, when they become something you can buy at the gas station or CVS, that takes that fun out of it. It becomes boring. Like, I don't want to go and get my, like, Advil and my Gatorade and my, like, gram of Coke at CVS. That's not cool to me. I totally disagree. I know. When have you stood up to your parents? I don't have parents. What's the most extravagant thing you've ever purchased for yourself? Oh, Jesus. Could you help me answer this? You know me a little bit better. Um, I've heard you say like some, there's some bags you've had that are just ridiculous. Well, like really fucking white girl problems. People give me dope shit all the time. So I really don't buy things. Like I have some very nice, like Hermes bags and some cool, like fucking like one off Jeremy Scott shoes and shit like that. But I don't buy them. They just kind of like, they get to me. So, you know, yeah, that's how I do. Cool. What's your favorite dirty joke? Okay. Um, Dirty joke. Okay. Um, an old man and an old woman are getting ready for bed. The old man lays down and the old woman bursts out of the bathroom, pulls open her robe and screams, super pussy. And the old man says, I'll have the soup. <laughs> you know, I like to keep it clean for the kids. What's your worst driving habit? I also would like you to help me answer that one because you're a fucking speed demon, lunatic hog. Like you fucking don't even give a fuck if anyone else around you is afraid for their life. 
That's the thing about you driving. And I love it. I love riding with you. It's so fun to be a passenger in your vehicle. But I, I can only imagine when I'm driving with you how miserable it must be to be on the road at the same time as you. Move, bitch. Get no, you are like that. You go so fast. And like, I'm. you just like, yeah. You're you, right. That's I've a seen fantastic you cut, answer. I have seen you cut people off like, so what? Like, like as if their life means nothing to them. Like, it's just really, it's really good. Well, I'm a nihilist. There's not a lot to be living for. Isn't it a nihilist? I like nihilist a little more. Are we more likely to receive proof of alien life or God? Neither. Alien life. Yeah. Would you rather have a picture of you in, on a bad hair day in a national magazine or in your wedding photo? I mean, who gives a fuck about wedding photos or bad hair days? Like, I got paparazzied in a extra small... You're such a fucking tart. Yeah, I know. I got paparazzied in an extra small rad duck... Cole shirt that's a duck in front of a Ferrari from 1987 with um, one of my friends outside of a club once. So I've been there. I'm good. How far into pregnancy should abortion be allowed? Um, for the for the woman or for the baby? been escorted out by security i think you can answer that one too (laughs) no no, i'm like today like (laughs) all right this is good what would be one good thing about being the opposite sex i think you can answer that one too like this is making it really easy you You can't keep copping out of the answer i don't know man what would be great about being everything like girls are soft and they're warm and they smell good i like them a lot i mean it'd be cool to fuck a chick if i was a chick i guess the girl I took to prom was a valedictorian and the track like superstar. And she said she loved running cross country, but she couldn't imagine doing it with a dick dangling between her legs. So like the <laughs> idea of running without that. like that extra baggage. Well, no, you have other extra baggage. Well, she didn't. <laughs> God bless her. What adjectives do you hope describe you when you're 75? Dead. I know. Me too. <laughs> that was like, I'm like, I'll stop there. Yeah. All right, cool. I mean, I'm surprised I made it to 20. Cold, buried. Uh, have you ever been conned? I have been. You know, I'm a very trusting person. Oh, catfished, and, right? Yeah, I've been catfished, um, which is always fun. It's kind of like an experience. How can you not? But I, I like to see the good in people. And, you know, I'd rather let them con me than become jaded and bitter. Would you rather have more friends or be closer to those that you have? Um, I have a million friends. I'd rather have like one real one. (laughs) I am your only friend. Yeah, if you say so. Do you make voting decisions based on your financial or moral positions? Um, I think my ideology is pretty complex. So I would go with, it's more of a moral compass that I use. Absolutely. Last question. What's the most unusual gift you've ever received? Oh, man. Don't say someone's virginity. I swear to you, because I already know that's where you're going. Because you're just depraved. So well, you're. I don't like this characterization of me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, you do you. What do you? What would you get? What's What's the most unusual gift you've ever received? Time. I'm. You I'm, tell I'm, me. I'm fucking terrible at these games, dude. I don't know. Not like some Hermes bag. Or no, anything? I. You know, I have. I've got a really nice like. Porcelain Chanel diamond encrusted watch. That was a pretty chill gift. An unexpected but hand was, job from a male lover. Well, it wasn't unexpected. <laughs> You've never woken up in the middle of the night to just getting a handy from one of your guy friends? 
Yeah, and that's when you just close your eyes and let it happen. It's, and you it's just lean like, in. Yeah, it's right. less awkward for both of you. Yeah, absolutely. I say I say that that's something you just go with. You know, right? I I think that I'm not really one to receive gifts. I like to I like to surprise people. You're I like a to giver. Give gifts. I'm a giver. a giver. If you if there's one thing about me, it's that I'm a giver. You like to wake up your like in college. You kind of like to wake your roommates up with blowjobs and stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> if you know, I'm a generous lover. It's my fucking Twitter bio. Yeah. It's All right. not. Well, um, here on the show, we like to answer people's questions. They call in, ask us some buck wild shit. Um, we basically fix their lives. Because if there's two people that are, I think are equipped to fix anyone's lives, it'd be you and me. I right? think that if there's any two people that have the, the tools, the equipment to fix people's lives, it's us. Shout out to Ruth and Randall from Style Network. Let's do this. Hey, Malls. My name is Myra. My friend Gilbert introduced me to your blog many months ago, and I've been a fan of your pod since day one. Um, I'm 21 from the Palisades, but I recently moved to Torrance for work. I also got my nursing license recently and moved into a great new house where I could get a fresh start and first taste of adulthood. I recently also like started dating my neighbor, who's a major upgrade from my past boyfriend who I had a terrible breakup with five months ago. He's not so much of a boyfriend. He's more of someone that I like to spend my time with. But I want to be careful with this relationship because we live so close. I would like to know what your thoughts are about dating or even like just hooking up with your neighbor. (laughs) And what are some tips you have for dating someone who lives so close to you to avoid making it awkward if we were to ever end whatever we had thank you for listening well myra i've done it have you ever hooked up with a neighbor i have yeah yeah and you just kind of get over it i mean the fact of the matter is is that it's a pretty high stakes hookup and because of that i found that in my situation with hooking up with a neighbor it actually ended pretty well uh, and he did have to move out. Like, he had to move anyway, well, not because you, the that, relationship yeah, ended. Yeah, because I'm a psycho. Yeah, because you're a fucking crazy person. I'm a nightmare dressed as a daydream, but, you- I, <laughs> but uh, I would say that because the stakes are so high, people just get over it. You're just going to get over well, it. Yeah, I you're mean, not going to move. You're not going to change your living situation. You can't avoid this person. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing, and the stakes are high if you want them to be, but... Don't be crazy and don't fuck crazy people. And I think that you're you're all right. Like that whole like you don't whatever where you eat thing. That's such fucking bullshit. Because like who would get laid if they didn't fuck their friends in college, like exactly. in their classes? Like you would never you know? get laid if you didn't shit like, where you eat. You're supposed Absolutely. to meet up with people who are in your social circle, in your environment, in your whatever. And so you know you be chill and he be chill, and you're good. I'm sorry, but like, how are you when you work with someone? For like all day, every day, you don't have a social life because you're at work all the time and you are attracted to someone you work with. How are you not supposed to hook up with them? Is this about us? Yeah, it's about when we worked at Style Network. Yeah, yeah this is okay, basically what, what I'm alluding to. But no, I'm saying I, f- I could feel the tension. You can feel this yeah. like sexual Yeah, it's just like it's so us. thick. I feel I I like I I kind of want to leave the room. It's balmy. It's for sure. Well, it's moist. Yeah, it's off a little moist in the room. Girls love that word. Uh, anyways. Yeah, you know, you do you, like, fuck your neighbor, have some fun with it, and, like, don't bring a lot of baggage into it, and you'll both be good, but 
Don't also, go to don't, like we're gonna get married. Yeah, like, don't play don't yourself and don't say like I don't know what it is. Like I don't know if it's a relationship. Like if you're fucking, you're fucking, and if it was a relationship, you'd know already. So absolutely, you know. By make the way, those decisions. If it was a relationship, you would know already. Like that gets cleared up pretty quickly. When it's going to be a relationship, that gets cleared up pretty quickly. So just uh, yeah. So you what know I, that, Myra. What I'm understanding is you guys are endorsing me going for Nick the roommate. Yeah, fuck Nick. I wouldn't do in-house. But like, fuck Nick. I wouldn't do in-house. No. But you know, here's the truth. I'm, I'm joking. Dude, guys. if you got to share a refrigerator with somebody, then yeah, like that's all bets are off. That's like that's close. a lot. You would be surprised though at how much you don't bump into people when you are not looking for them. Well, so you probably see him a lot now, like by the trash cans or whatever, like out walking out front to park his car or whatever. But you uh, most likely will not run into him if you just actively try not to. Right. I mean, that's like college, too. Like I had roommates that I hated in my senior year and I spent an entire semester not talking to them and not seeing them like. I would do a fucking shoulder roll, like ninja creep out the window if it meant not seeing my idiot neighbor with his stupid fucking girlfriend. So that was chill. Like, if you don't want to see him, you don't have to. And also, you're probably a renter. Like, you don't sound like a homeowner. So, you know, nothing's permanent. She might be. I don't think Myra's a homeowner. Okay. Well, good luck with that, Myra. Maybe save up. Save up, you know, mortgages. Mortgages. Bye. Next call. Hi, Malls. This is Danica. Um, I'm from the IE, but I actually live in Vegas now for some, doing some work here. So my question was about this guy. Um, met this really hot guy a few weeks ago. We've been hooking up since. The sex was great in the beginning. Um, but the last couple times we hooked up, he got soft um, while we were doing it, and you know, he said he said he didn't know why. He said it was just nerves, which is weird because we've been doing it for, I don't know, a little over a month now. Um, anyway, at his apartment, I ended up finding, I found some pills, and I think they're, I think they're Roy's. I'm not sure. Um, but how do I, I mean, should I bring this up with him? He kind of has an ego, and I don't know, I'm, it's kind of a touchy subject. So, um I didn't know how I should bring this up. I also heard rumors that Roy can make guys dick smaller and all kinds of stuff. So I don't know. What do you think I should do? Christina apparently has researched the steroids penis thing. (laughs) Go ahead, Christina. If they're anabolic steroids, and I'm assuming that your boyfriend's a full-grown man over 21, it will not affect his penis size. But steroids do make uh, guys' testicles shrink. But what about their sexual ability? Yes, it does affect the sexual ability. Okay, see, yeah, I think you should run, don't walk away from him. Like, I think you should really, really, like, it sounds, I'm, we're, th- we're talking whiskey dick. We're talking possible roid person. We're talking about someone who you don't even feel comfortable talking to him about this stuff. Like, about anything. It's, you think the guy's on drugs and you're afraid to talk to him because he's an emotional, sensitive person. That's... Uh- I think she says they've only been dating for like a month or Who something. cares? I would never call him again. Block his number. Lose his number. This isn't this is not a good man. Go ahead, Steven. What do you think? I mean, all I can think is that Danica from the IE via Vegas is probably really mourning that 
Christian Adigier death right now. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's like a quarantine. If your name's Danica, you by law have to move to fucking Las Vegas from the Inland Empire. And, you know, I don't know, maybe there was like a really sad MMA match on or something like maybe her boyfriend got like a really cool tap out tattoo. And like, that's why he couldn't get hard. He was like just too busy thinking of himself, like staring at himself in the mirror and like just getting swole on like that vision of his perfection. Or maybe he's just a fucking asshole who takes roids, which is like every dude who would fuck a girl named Danica. Like, you know, she probably has like. Okay, it's not her fault that her name is Danica. Okay, fair enough. But I'm just saying, it is her fault she moved to <laughs> every fucking Vegas. Every guy who would fuck a girl named Danica. Like, You're crazy. Here's the thing it's like girls with fake tits and dudes who do roids are made for each other. Like, there's, it's a self selecting audience. And I feel like she probably like falls right into that. So she's going to make bad decisions. Like, move on to your next bad decision. Like, this guy sounds like the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. Like, you know. I think she up. should hook up with one of those guys that does like crazy bartending stuff or like oh, yeah, he's making dude, like, like shots, the, like the trick shots. What is it called? Where you're like doing like all of a sudden like yeah, rainbow like the bartender shots. Competitions, like, like, yeah, because there's one thing I want. Bartender. It's like 23 minutes to get a fucking martini. Like when I want to get a drink, the one thing I want to see is a dude light it on fire and spend 15 minutes mixing it. I don't know. I mean, you sound like the salt of the earth, Danica. I love you. Like you're, you're good people, but move on. Danica's solid peeps. You're good peeps. Okay, but it doesn't sound like she wants to break up with him. So if she were, if she wanted, well, she to doesn't be, make good decisions. She moved she to wanted, fucking <laughs> Vegas from Inland Empire. She should have moved to like Seattle or Wisconsin or maybe like anywhere but Vegas. If she wanted to continue the relationship, how would she broach the conversation? Get how some HPV medicine she, and just like dive in. I don't know. I can't even imagine a scenario in which I can endorse her continuing this relationship. Like, if she wants to continue this relationship, then I can't speak to that audience because I have to say this is very concerning. That for like, I'm sorry, this is just a red flag. The last two times they hung out, he's gotten whiskey dick. All right. That says something. And I'm guessing because he held it back the first four weeks, he probably didn't want to get fucked up in front of this new girl he was fucking. So he just starts to let his actual persona leak through. And it turns out he's a fucking drunk roid head with whiskey dick. So whiskey dick is his persona? R- yes. You know, that's fine. I he's say a that's drunk. Fair enough, but I, that's the effect, the cause, I think, is a bigger problem. So let... You said he's you know, gotten hammered last two times he's been out there. Let the whiskey to kind of like fall by the wayside. That's, you know, that's not the problem. The problem is she can't talk to him about it. And and if they actually had any sort of future or any sort of longevity, then she would be dealing with this with him and not with us right now. Right, exactly. And I don't know. I, Danica sounds like a girl who likes to get fucked, if you ask me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right? I'm just saying. Danica was my father's name. There's a lot of people that can get get through uh, a relationship with someone that has performance issues because they, sex is not that important to them. But I'm guessing Danica has a thirsty badge. Yeah, and Danica, she go to <laughs> Bank LV, dude. Pool party. Right. Tau Beach. Ditch Fridays. Right. You do you, dude. Steve Aoki is spinning somewhere right now. <laughs> All right, next call. Hi, Molly. First, just shout out to Ronnie and Ben at um, Watch What Crappens because got the number from them. I just have a question about um, friends who, when you have a, a group of friends and you have one or sometimes two who are always, always gossiping about other people. I mean, that's all they do. Um, and how do you kind of circumvent the conversation to to move it to some other topic because it's just uncomfortable to, you know, to always be listening to the gossip and, and having to 
try to back out of the conversation um, and just want some advice on that. How do you talk to people who are always negative, always gossiping, and um, you want to be friends with them? You want to stay, you know, with them and around them? There's work people, um, that the ones I'm talking about. And I like them, but, you know, the conversations just are always usually negative and gossipy. So, First of all, shout out to Ronnie and Ben from Watch What Crappens. I am going to have Ronnie on here, I think, in a couple of weeks, which is really exciting. And if you guys want to check out the Watch What Crappens archives, if you are a Bravo fan, um, I've done a couple of their shows. One was a Please Advise crossover where Ronnie um, asked me questions as various Real Housewives and Bravo celebrities, such as Catherine Dennis from Southern Charm. And uh, I answered those questions the way I do here. So shout out to them. They surveyed our viewers for or their listeners for questions the other day big super appreciative love this call dude shit stirrers are in every circle and it's really fucking fun to gossip steven and i we spend most of our time together just talking shit right 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 so and it's fun and we talk about shit from people we haven't seen since like 1999 like we're like really like we're stirring up old stuff all the time amongst ourselves there's people, these people have active presences in our minds, despite not having been in our lives in quite some time. But like, it's fun when we do it. And when yes. most people do it, it's just sad. It's super so sad. I think, you know, it's like, here's the thing about a gossiper or a shit talker or whatever. If they're doing it to you, they're doing it about you. 100%. I was going to say that. I said, right? you know, this, there's no Jinx. way. But something that I started doing in my late 20s and early 30s was I just started saying if someone was talking shit about me or about one of my friends to me, I would just say, you know what? I really like, I don't want to hear what you have to say about my friend. And I started just being really blunt about it because the fact of the matter is, is that is a trait I respect in other people. I always think that someone's going to be like, oh, she's no fun. She doesn't want to gossip. But I actually really respect people that don't gossip. And so I was like, okay, so if the worst thing they can say about me is that I won't engage them and their stupid petty gossip that really just brings me down and like, has a negative effect on my opinions of others. Like, I I mean, and also them. It's impossible to enjoy their company because you're just like, oh, this is this bitter, sour person. I mean, you can be polite to that person, but no, I mean, you, you don't want them in your friendship circle. They're the shit stirrers. Well, it's such a sign of insecurity and it's such, it's, it's a trait of somebody who has nothing better to talk about and doesn't have anything interesting to offer themselves so that they have to kind of like co-opt other people's drama and other people's lives and kind of like make up this entire world in their head about what's going on without them. And yeah, stay away from that. I mean, it's really easy. Change the fucking channel. And if you work with these people, you have to see them at work. That's fine. But you aren't like a teenager. Yeah. No. You don't have to like be friends with the people who are next to you in class or anything anymore. Grow up. Do you. And you know, move on. Like if the, if it's fun shit talking like Molly and I do, like I'll talk shit about you to your face. Right. Because that's like who I am. Right. And you love that about me. I do. The listener, the royal listener loves that about me. And so that's fun. But yeah, when it's just someone, you know, walking around, like trying to co-opt all of the drama around them, like that's toxic. Don't do that. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I just, uh, I've really made, I was in a toxic situation like that at work where everyone was shit talking each other. It was just started to become this really bad toxic environment. And I started to make like an active effort to just whenever I would start to hear negativity, I would just disassociate. Like I would go someplace in my mind where like I just was not 
concentrated on the words that were being said around me and I was able to check out and not internalize that because it is it does start to have an actual effect on your physical being after a while when you're around poisonous people and poisonous language and thoughts and stuff that are not of your nature that can really affect you and um I mean what's the worst someone can say about you is oh my god Molly's such a cunt she doesn't talk shit when I'm like bad mouthing all of our friends like you know, you've got a built-in defense mechanism. It's they're talking shit behind someone's back. So, like, who are they going to go talk shit about talking shit to somebody? Right. That's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's the smartest way out. I but, don't know. Like, let me ask you a question. I think about this sometimes. Like, when people, when someone comes up to me and is like doing their gossip, like their dish, whatever. I'm wondering what they're saying about me to other people. Do you 100%. do that? One hundred percent. Well, it's like a fun I, game. I, I like, really... I hope they're talking shit about me. Like, I hope I'm that important. I had an an awareness of a situation recently um, that I'd never really had before, and I've never felt so unsafe around a person in my life. And it was a situation where this person came into town and within a week had systematically like talked shit and been talked or and facilitated other people talking shit about an entire circle of friends that barely know each other. And I was somehow I was somehow looped into that, and actually, in a lot of me, always somehow made like the crux of that situation. And I've never felt like go, going back. I felt dirty, like thinking, like, oh my god, I cannot believe I trusted that person on any level because it's been full blown mass destruction. And it, what happened was is that every single person who was part of this like gossip wheel, for the most part, wound up just coming together and being like, all right, look, like she said this, this, and this about me to you about you know like about you to me what did she say about me to you and we were unable to like kind of do this like string pattern that she had set up of like all this shit talk that she had spread amongst the group and what the actual origins of those first thoughts were and how blown out of proportion she made them it was crazy um and called her the eastern hurricane because she came in for a week and fucking blew apart a group of friends it was wild so I, I fell asleep for a second there. Were you still talking about Ariana Grande? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and then she liked all those donuts, babe. And then she was like, I hate America Ferrera. That show is terrible. Yeah. You guys, it's your appreciated. This week's comment is from Carrick H. It says, stop what you're doing. Listen to this podcast. Five stars. I absolutely love Miles' podcast. I feel late to the party since my intro to her was on the first Wives Drunk History episode. But if any of you have the fo- loved the following shows, PLL, Laguna Beach, The Housewives, any obscure 80s and 90s TV shows you could never mention to any of your friends because you were too embarrassed to admit you watched, this is your pod. Malls keeps it real. Her guests are amazingly talented. Comedians, actors, TV show writers, and her staff adores her. True. Some of my favorite apps are Ramchata, The Christmas App, Drunkle, Malls' mom was the guest, and the Chloe Bridges episode. My very first intro to the pod. Thanks, Malls. When my alarm goes off at 4.30 for the gym, I know your pod will be there for me. Thank you for being the only one I will respond to. The only one whose voice I will respond to. Sorry, uh, hubs and toddler, before 6 a.m. Love it. I love that you are ignoring your husband and your kids to hang out with me. That's great. And 4.30 in the morning, girl, that is bananas. What is going on? That's a dedication to that her workout. That is dedication. That I, I know. Seriously, girl, you should be advising me because I can't do that. Steven, what's the earliest you've ever woken up to gym at? <laughs> I mean, it, it's more of like, what's the latest I've ever stayed up? But You are really de- – like, when you are on a gym kick, though, I have yeah. to say you go at odd hours religiously. I'm like – I'm a binger in kind of every way. Like, that's right. my thing. But – because I live in like a trendy neighborhood where I don't want to be seen by my beautiful, cool, like model teenage friends, 
like sweating to the oldies walking down Melrose or something, I kind of have to go at 3 a.m. every morning. So that's what I do is like I, I you know, do cardio around my neighborhood. Or and you the go to the gay 24-hour fitness, right? I do. I, yeah. I haven't been for a while, but I've definitely been like accosted and prepositioned there before. I love it. That's such a good self-esteem boost. I um, go to that pharmacy next door, Capital Drugs, once in a while. Oh, nice. They have health shakes at that place next door. They smell crazy, but it tastes good. All right, uh, we're going to play a quick game that we always play here. It's called Do You Fear That? And basically, I'm going to ask you about 50 things, and you say yes or no if you fear that. Feel free to elaborate if need be. I'll feel free to not elaborate. One, deep space. No. Fire. No. Food in countries you've never been to. Fuck no, I love that. The dark. No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. Nope. Clowns. Nope. Sleeping alone. No. Getting caught talking to yourself in the car. No. Little person porn. No. Germs. No. Saying a new word out loud for the first time. Yes. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. Opposite. First dates. No. Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. Isn't that like heaven? Like if, if you're the one in right? your little world? Love I'm it. I'm kind of down yeah. for that. It's just like, oh, that's Dream. what's wrong with me. Yeah. Watching Mulgrew on nature shows. Um, not, not a fan, but I'm not afraid of it. What you'll see when you look in the mirror. Constantly. Lena Dunham's success. Not afraid, but I just don't understand it. Why? That's an elaborate answer, I guess. I, you know, I don't think that she has a lot to offer. I think that she comes from like a very specific place with a very prepackaged voice. I feel like that she was. She's the one that the you know age group above ours chose as representative of everything millennial, everything Gen Y. And I don't think that's true. I think she's a kind of like a like a Woody Allen like niche personality. You get very specific bits of life with her, but they ring true very much for a certain group of people, much like Woody Allen. You know, I guess I'm not in that group of people, but it's just she's such a darling to all the people who don't get it and who want to quote unquote get it. Right. And that's what kind of offends me about her. It's just, it's such like a single note and I get you do what you know and I, you know, you write who you are and that makes sense. But I think that her voice just doesn't have a lot to offer personally. So do but, you, you know, feel I the same about cool. Wes Anderson? Yes. Okay. So that's interesting. See, yeah, because I, that's the other side of that argument is where I think that that, what you're saying is very valid argument when you want to, if like that's very valid to have a complaint with an artist's voice like that. But what happens usually is when people are talking about Lena, they stop short and don't say like, I would say that is true of her contemporaries, like such as Wes Anderson or Woody Allen. Like a lot of people are tired of artists who have that sort of like same voice and feel that at this point it's sort of synthetic. And I don't, and I think that that's the problem is because when people talk about her negatively, it does just sound like haterism, oh, like no, as like opposed to maybe just not having that be your taste. I don't want to be that guy. Like it's not a gendered, you know, gripe Issue, I have right, with her. Sure. It's it's kind of like a broader one. But like I'm down with her hustle. I like that she has, you know, had an idea, she executed on that idea. I like that she's gone after, you know, her dreams. I just don't personally agree with it. Totally. And and I, I actually I really enjoy Lena's product. I I enjoy her. I think like again, I really admire her hustle, same as you. One thing that I do find problematic is when someone when we haven't quite figured out how to address someone's art without coming across as offensive. So therefore it becomes an untouchable subject. And I feel like that is the thing is that now one of the reasons why I asked you to elaborate is because there have been a couple of people and I haven't asked anyone else to elaborate on it, but one of the reasons, 
you know, I thought you'd be good is just because I, I know for a fact it's not coming from a place of dislike for her as a person or like a, dist- a distaste for her because of some sort of superficial thing. It's coming from where you feel her art comes from, which is meaningful criticism. Right. And, and I mean, it's, you know, when you're a, a male saying that you dislike that art, then immediately the reaction is it's sex. You can't say it like I can't have a critique have a problem of her, with her life, body or you have whatever. a problem. Right. And it's not that I mean, I've got her body, so I have a problem with my body, <laughs> which is to say I have a problem with her body. But like, it's cool if she's down with it. It's, you know, all good. I think my bigger issue also is I'm like knee deep in the life that she portrays. And it's kind of like if I was in prison, I would see all the flaws in Orange is a New Black. But totally. because I'm so deep in the world that she paints, I can see those little flaws in it. And it's, you know, it's such like the impressionist painting of my generation. Sure. And that's my bigger picture problem with it is that it doesn't fully accurately and precisely represent us. Absolutely. Well, that's, I think that's a valid opinion. Absolutely. Um, dancing in public. Love it. Singing in public. Hate it. Missing out on events slash parties. Uh, you know, I have the worst and the best FOMO. And I love the idea of not going to a party because I can go to the party. Like, it's kind of like the the life that I've kind of created for myself has I afforded understand. me the luxury. Yeah, like, I'm sounding like an asshole. I'm hair flipping right now. No, but, but when you can skip something because yeah. you want to as opposed to, oh, you just you weren't invited. invited. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's the best feeling in the world. Uh, having to go to events slash parties. No, I'm cool with that. That you're a fraud. Always. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid. I don't need the acid. Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected. I don't like name corrector people. So like Tara versus Tara, like Christina. I love you, Christina. But if you go around telling people constantly it's fucking K Christina and not CH Christina, like that's your parents' fault. That's not their fault for not knowing. I like, don't do it constantly, but no, I do it every once in a while. And that's cool, you know, but like the person who has to stop the conversation and be like, it's Megan, it's M-H-G-Y-N. Like, I don't know you. I don't fucking care. I'll never see you again. I'm not writing your Wikipedia page. Like, you do you. Please, like, get out of my life. Right. I have no opinion about that. Spending a week in Times Square? I don't understand the question. Do you fear that? I don't understand the question. Do you fear spending a week in Times Square? You're going to have to dumb it down for me. Contracting an STD. (laughs) No comment. Yeah, of course I do. Who doesn't? Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. I'm down. Whatever. Going through TSA. I don't fear it, but it's, you know, it's kind of obnoxious. I usually wear like my really like kicks on fleek. Right. And so those get those get me the pass with the TA, TSA agents. Like they see my shoes when I put them on the conveyor belt and they're like, oh shit, like he gets it. Like he's Baller. cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. Needles. Love them. What's in tap water? I love tap water and I hate people who don't drink tap water. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family? I can't even comprehend how miserable that would be. Sunday nights? The worst. Uh, Sunday nights are kind of like this point in the summer. They remind me of that, you know, in school when you get past 4th of July and it's like all downhill from there. Your friends are coming back from their exotic vacations and you have nothing to look forward to but another year. Like Sunday nights are the worst. I hate Sunday nights. Yeah. That you have, bod- uh, that you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you. Um, I just wish people would be more honest in general. Commitment? I I love the idea of commitment, but I'm not very good with it. Becoming homeless? Constantly, but also not. Because once you've been there, like, you know, I think something you and I have in common is we have that, like, survivor gene. Like, we've been through so much in this world that 
because we've seen it all, we don't fear it. And I think that's like where both of us get our power from. I think I know inherently that I will not actually become homeless. But I think that if I know that if I ever lose that fear, that like a fundamental part of my being will be gone. Yeah. I mean, if my Apple stock dips below 130 bucks a share, like I feel like I'm about to be living under a bridge, but it's, you know, a reckless fear. That's such a bougie way to say that. Like, oh, if my Apple stock. No, I just want to relate to the people, though. I want like I want to put it out there in a really honest way that everyone can kind of relate to. Change. (sighs) Love change. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker. Been there. Vomiting. Nope. Bugs. I don't like bugs. I'm not afraid of them, but I very much do not like bugs. Being fisted. (sighs) I'll try anything once. Exceptionally good looking people. They're my bread and butter. The dentist. No problem with that. Death. I mean, a constant fear of mortality, but also understanding that we'll all be dead pretty soon. So whatever. Sure. Knowing what your hot dog is actually made of. Um, same thing. I mean, YOLO, right? Crying in public. Do it all the time. Being with a girl who's crying in public. Happy. Being arrested for murder that you didn't commit. You know, I've thought about that one before and yeah, it kind of sucks. Like that's kind of like that being caged on all sides and you're trying to like figure out how to get out of it. Right. You know, how to prove your innocence. That is a death in and of itself. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Heights. Uh, I'm down with heights. I love heights. The idea that your worst enemy might be correct and you are in fact terrible. I'm my own worst enemy and I probably am correct. Birds. I don't get it. Okay. All right. That's do you fear that you're reasonably unafraid. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've lived a lot of life. What are three things that weren't on the list that you do fear? I mean, most of them are introspective, I think, you know, so a lot of it is those commitment issues. A lot of that is if you're an artist, if you're a creator, which both of us are, you're constantly worried about your next thing. Like, did you already have your best idea? Did you already have your greatest moment? Is, is your identity as a fraud going to be revealed a lot of it relates to that, but like actually shit that happens to you out in the real world, I kind of don't care about that. It's over. That's a thought that I have a lot. Like it's over. Like life is never going to get better than it has been in the past. Oh, yeah. And like that part of life is over. Well, I have the worst arrested development. It's like I didn't live the life of the standard teenager right. kid or whatever. And I also know that it's like I'll never get that back. Like of all the things I can do, all the success life could bring any one of us, you can never buy your youth. And so that is a constant fear of mine, which is irrational because a fear is something you should be able to deal with. You can't really deal with that. But Same. I think I my prolonged head. my teen years definitely because I couldn't handle the small amount of time I felt I had with them. Yeah, and I think also both of us kind of were forced to grow up quickly. Sure. And so we uh, we were cheated out of that. But also we're equipped to kind of move on. You know, there's a lot of people in this town, especially who are 60 year old teenagers and they're trying to chase all those things they didn't have when they were young. And that's right. That's sad. And I hope I never get to be that. Well, the only reason why it's sad is because there's the other half of it, which is that so many people live their lives trying to get to that stage in life, like 60 years old when you shouldn't give a fuck. And it's kind of like a rebirth in that way. You know, but when you're caught up in the past as opposed to looking forward, like you're just not enjoying the gift of being 60 years old and not having to give a fuck. Well, I think I hope that once you get to 60, you kind of have made your peace with all of it. But it's also, you know, it's the hours. It's not the days. So 60 means 60 to one person. But, you know, 
if you've lived a full life, you can die when you're 25. Yeah. And you you can have lived a better life than a lot of people who die when they're 70. So that's something to always remember that you've lived a full life. I think I've lived a pretty full life. So no regrets. I wonder if like there's aren't more there aren't more old people that like little miss sunshine it where they just start doing smack at like 80 years old because I always say that because like, well, I mean, you think you would, but I think that the reason why I'm, I think the reason why there's not more is because you get to that age and you realize that like life isn't about doing whatever it is you can get away with. Well, yeah, it's a young person's fantasy. Like everyone says they're going to do it. Right. When you get there, you realize that it's not that important also. Right. Yeah. Smack. I mean, yeah, and also it's like, man, I can't wait till I'm old and I can just do whatever the fuck I want. Like, that's the attitude. It's well, like, when I'm now, old, right? I can do whatever the fuck I want. And you kind of, I think, you figure out that doing whatever the fuck you want isn't all that. Well, that's like, you know, when you were 13 and you're like, I can't wait till I'm out of school. I'll sleep till fucking noon. And then you're like, that guy's a dirtbag. The guy who sleeps till noon and eats fucking Cheetos for dinner right. is a degenerate. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> right. But when you're 13, like, that dude is your fucking idol. So, right. you know. Let's not make it to 60, I think is... I do think about this a lot. Like, who bought you booze, like, when you were in high school? I know the guy's name. I remember he was 26, and he was trying to fuck all my 14, 15-year-old friends. Yeah. And, of course, when you're 15, and you there's a creepy know, old dude... No, it's so creepy. Well, also, like, 26, he might as well have been fucking Don Draper. He might as well have been 50 or 60, because he seemed, like, so separated from us. He might as well have been Don Draper. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was in, he was hanging out in a park buying booze for teenagers in Catholic school. Right. And we thought he was dope, but the girls were onto him because he was, like, 100% a park creeper. And that guy's a lonely, sad guy. It's like, you know, the kid, everyone has their friend who had the cool dad or the cool parent who drove, like, an IROC and let him stay out all night and, like, would go out of town and let them have parties and... When you're a kid, that person's parents are the fucking jam. But I went to high up, school with a girl who was really popular. She had like a very like I would say her name, but it was it's a popular girl name. It's like so classically popular. Like Danica. But I I'll just say it. It's Missy Meadows. And so she she was really, really popular. And I remember that she would have parties at her house. And like her parents and I would hear about them on like Monday from kids in school because I think we had drama together or something. And like it was always like, hey, cool party this weekend. And we're like, what did you guys do this weekend? Oh, like her mom bought us a keg and we all just got fucking shit faced and like hung out at her house. And like at the time I thought that was seedy. But now looking back on it, like thinking about how young a high school student looks to me at the age of 30, let alone if I was 40 years old and that child came out of my vagina, how creeped out I would be watching that person and all of their friends get drunk in my presence and and supplying that. Yeah, that's dark. I feel like really dark. The old grumpy guys in the Muppets balcony right now because I'm like the party pooper, but yeah, it, it's so gross when you're this age. And when you're a kid, you think they're cool. But even as a kid, you started kind of questioning it. And now I can't imagine being that parent who's like, dude, I'm going to fucking party with my kids. I'm going to be the cool one. Yeah. Like if they OD and if they fucking get drunk and have their stomach pumped, like my kids know how to party. Like, come on. Like, That's not being a grown up. We got our booze. We got we get like Mike's hard lemonade, like a six pack or a twelve pack or something. Um, like Stop every bragging. like three weeks, my boyfriend and I, and we would like keep them in the same drawer. We kept our condoms in, which was like the the last drawer, and you had to move a chair to get in it. And um, we would get it from the guy that he worked at a sporting goods store with, and I think the guy was like twenty four or something. He was out of college, and 
when I was 24, my brother was about the age that we were. And I think maybe I smoked pot with him a couple times. But the thought of sneaking my brother booze is insane to me. It's yeah. it's gross. It's gross. Anyway, if anyone out there is doing that, you're gross, right? Yeah, it's it's reckless. It's stupid. And I, you know, I have friends who are underage right now. I have people I work with who are underage because they're models or maybe my friends' kids or whatever. Yeah, you've always had that though. Yeah, I mean, it's I have a crazy range. I hang out with people who are like sixty and eighteen. But they ask me now, and it's like, hey, you know, I guess I'm uncool, but I can't do that for you. Like, I forgot. You do you, but yeah. like, I'm not part of that. We used to go to clubs with like 16 year, olds, 16 year olds when I was like 25. So I don't even know how old you were. Probably like 25 or something. I don't know. Gross. Right? Are we the same age? I don't know. All right. Let's go back to the calls. Hey, my name is David. I'm in Texas, and I'm calling because my friends are calling me a freak because I never really date or anything, but I don't want to. Is it normal for somebody to just not ever want to date and to be single? I mean, I've heard of it, but those people seem pretty sad, and I don't feel sad. So let me know what's up. Thank you. So confession, I actually know who left this message and he's not named Dave from Texas, but I know this person IRL and I will say that I do not think it is abnormal that this person doesn't want to date because Christina and I actually listened to this message together yesterday when it came in. We were meeting, we were having a private meeting about please advise future steps for business, Uh, but Yeah, we were like, no, like there's no one better to hang out with than your damn self. And if that's what you're into, I mean, I didn't hear this person say he doesn't like getting fucked or fucking. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, he's asexual. It was just that he doesn't like, not that he doesn't like to, he just doesn't but, do it. Like he's not. Girls see- and guys are a little bit different. Yeah, not being in a relationship. Guys. <laughs> no, but, I, you know, it's like, yeah, there's two kinds of not dating. There's I'm not dating. I checked out of the dating world. I'm going to write my manifesto and like be an Elliot Rogers right, character. Right, I've given up. And then there's the I'm not dating because I'm slaying pussy left and right and like I'm having fun. But, you know, and there's, there's also I'm not dating because I just like I'm not into it. Yeah. You know, there's a really unpopular idea about the whole dating relationship thing is if you're working on yourself, if you're working on your own career or trying to build something, create something. A relationship is the last thing you need because a relationship is a full-time job. Like, it really is. I and, also happen to know that Dave is a gay man. I just want to throw Okay, that no, out. that's cool too. But yeah, it, you know, if if you're trying to work on you and you don't want that full-time job of a relationship right now, then don't have that full-time job of a relationship and you focus on yourself. It's not selfish because in the end, you have to do it for yourself. If you're not going to get married to the person that you're with, then it's not really benefiting anybody. But that's the, that's the thing. It's a whole false narrative that like that is the goal. Like for so many people, that's not like, it's like, you know, there's also this side where it's like, you know what? Spend time working on you because when you meet that man or woman that you're going to spend your life with, you're going to regret not having. No, for a lot of people, there isn't going to be a, that day that you meet that person you're going to spend your life with. Some people don't give a fuck. Some people, and, and you know what? A lot of the people that do want to get married still aren't going to get married. Well, spend so, time making something dope. Don't spend time focusing on you and getting ready for something. Like, right. stop like preparing and start doing. Just explain to your friends that that's not your priority right now. There's nothing wrong with something not being your priority right now. It doesn't mean that it will never be your priority. And by the way, it shouldn't matter if it isn't. 
But right now at this moment, factually speaking, it is not your priority. Just be like, what, you want to dry hump? Well, yeah. I mean, everyone wants that. What, you want to dry hump? When yeah, they I mean, ask just you, dry hump. If somebody asks you, know, you why like, you're not in a relationship, dry hump them. Yeah, just be like, like oh. Show like, them show who's boss. Dry oh, hump oh, I get it. You have yeah. to sound almost robotic. We have a letter here. It says, hey, Malls, my name's Maddie. I'm 23 and I live in San Francisco. Where do I start? Basically, when I was 18, I moved to the Bay for school. I met this crazy fun guy in the dorms and we had an amazing connection and fell in love. We would go to raves and take Molly and get drunk and walk around the city. He always made me feel safe and so special. I also had a gay friend I met the same year and the three of us would hang out. Fast forward to two years. Fast forward two years and my boyfriend dumps me and tells me he was he's gay via Facebook Messenger. I was devastated. A couple months later, he tells me he's not just gay, but transgender and is going to become a woman. Fast forward a few more months and I find out he's dating my gay friend that I used to hang that used to hang out with us throughout our relationship. Can't make this shit up. So basically, I haven't seen one of them in about either one of them in about a year now, and I'm in an amazing new relationship. The last time I saw my ex, he got drunk and kept saying he missed me and saying you hate me over and over. I still think about it time to time, especially now that being transgender is being talked about a lot more in the media, which I do think is great. Should I reach out and let him slash her, not sure which they are going by now, know that I don't have to hate and that I don't have any hate and that I support them? And do I reach out to my friend who I miss dearly or do I just keep continuing or do I just continue living my life and keep that in my past? I'm completely over that relationship. But I also don't want any hard feelings between all of us. Well, I hope that shit show wasn't too confusing. Please advise Maddie. Well, it's not too confusing. I get it. I mean, no hard feelings means moving on. Like, stop acting like children, you know? I, this relationship is in the past. The friendship's in the past. You know, you get to a certain age and you realize that you'll have a lot more. And you can just let that be. But... It like what does any of this have to do with you today? Like, it sounds like a lot of yeah. It yeah, sounds stop. like a lot of hot past drama, which like you know to be honest, when that sort of stuff exists in the past, like you can't help but be like, oh, there's so much stuff though. Like, are, is this person going to be able to move on uh, from that stuff? And I actually have had fears about that too. Like I uh, interviewed someone that I was good friends with in the past, and my ebook recently and I was really nervous before I emailed her to do that interview but I found like when we were interviewing each other first of all we weren't mad at each other anymore in any capacity and we both kind of felt like there was a lot of miscommunications and misunderstandings in our friendship breakup to begin with so I think if you miss someone and it does sound like that you hate me thing I mean that's very typical that's very typical like I, I feel bad and I want to know how you feel. So I'm just going to say the worst you could feel. And if you confirm or deny that, that will tell me how you feel. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the the kind of end part about, well, now that transgendered's in the news, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's not a fucking rug. Like, don't collect trendy friends or anything like that has nothing to do with you I think and your she's life just saying she's reminded of the situation okay. and it's also humanized the experience that she lived through because she's more aware of like, sure. the transgender issue. And that's cool. And like the best feeling in the entire world is to like own it, put it out there and then move on, you know? So the friendship, if you guys are actually going to be friends and it's not going to be some dramatic baggage you're carrying from the past into the future, then call up your friend, text your friend, be like, Hey, what's up? Let's talk. Let's be friends. 
Let's go get like some froyo. Let's do whatever. And don't make it into a thing, but like don't spin your life into all this unnecessary drama. Just, just say like it's been a long time. I've moved on. I, you know, I hope you've moved on too. I would really like to hang out with you if you think that like that would be worth our time. No, just be funny about it. Be funny Literally about it. Literally text, yo, want to get some froyo? And then they'll text back, wait, what? And will be like, last time we hung out, you said that you wanted to get some froyo. And they'll be like, it's been two years. And you see where this is going, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> just make a thing of it. Make a little bit of it. Own it. And totally. Be cute about it. You'll be fine. And if you're new, your new boyfriend should have no problem with that. I mean, I can really not think of a less threatening situation as a man. Like, your ex girlfriend hanging out with her transgender ex boyfriend, whose gender she doesn't even know now, and who's dating her ex gay BFF. Yeah, but also just move forward, you know. So bring these friends into your life if you want them now, but don't try to relive anything. That's delightfully not threatening. It really is. It really is. It it's could like not a really be a really nice Fiji water of non-threatening yes all right next next call calls we're doing calls all right we're gonna do another call <laughs> okay so this is an update from a girl who called in our squad goals episode she said that she was moving in with her boyfriend and he kind of revealed to her at the very last moment that he hadn't been saving money and he didn't really have the cash to move right now um she was pretty upset wondering whether or not she had a right to care about this um so here's her update Hey, Malls, I was in room with a boyfriend who had no money to move out with me. So I loved the advice you gave me because basically it was like what I was thinking in my mind, but I just needed to hear it from somebody else. So, yeah, you're totally right about like guys who spend all their money on food because that's basically what he was doing. Um, like that kind of shit. And it's not like I felt like I wasn't. I wasn't, like, you know, being, like, nosy and stuff, because I have a tendency to be really fucking annoying about people not being on the same level as me. So I thought, you know, maybe this is good that he's, like, kind of relaxed about money, so I'm, like, really fucking uptight about it. You're totally right. I totally deserve somebody to be on the same level as me, and I kept putting that on the back of my mind. He goes, oh, he's such a great guy, whatever. Anyways, end story, we broke up, but I think the reason he didn't tell me was probably because I'm pretty judgy about that kind of shit. I would have freaked out beforehand, and I guess he was just scared. Like he said, he's always scared of me. But anyway, so we're not moving in together. We broke up. Getting somebody on my level. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love that update. I think that that's really good. Uh, that was a really, you know, I I listened back to the episode, and I that really bummed me out when I was re-listening to your initial call. Um. One thing I would like to point out, though, is that there's a fantastically huge difference between having standards and being judgmental. And when you say you're a little judgy or like you can be very judgy or harsh about that. And to be honest, <laughs> I get the use of the expression on my level, but it sounds like you might be a bigger snob than you actually are. So I would be careful about using that. But you're not judgmental. You're holding someone to reasonable standards in this case. This is not a judgment on his inability to save. This is about a larger issue of communication, which is having a basic standard for how you want to be treated by a partner that you want to move in with. I think you sound really good considering that a week ago, you know, a couple of weeks, a few weeks back, we were, you know, taking your call and you were – you know, and didn't even know what you were going to do. You said, I think you sound really put together considering you just ended a relationship with someone you were going to move in with. 
I'm impressed by that. Um, especially for your age. Cause I know that breakups were the worst when I was in my early twenties. Cause I had nothing, I had no conceptual understanding of breaking up. So I just would freak the fuck out and cry for like months. So I'm proud of you. Um, basically. And you should date and have fun. You're young. I think you should really date and have fun. I think you should get your own place anyway, because it sounds like you are good with your money and you do deserve to move out and go to that next to use your word level in your life. I think everyone should live on their own for a, a small period of time yes. within their lives before mm-hmm. they, you know, in between having a roommate and a life partner. Right. Yeah, I agree. And she's moving from her parents' house too. So she gets to – this is going to be a really exciting time for you to go – you maybe move in with a girlfriend. Maybe if you can swing it by yourself, definitely do that. But save your money still because you're 22. If you're making good money now, you're lucky. All right. So that's pretty much it for episode 51 of Please Advise. Steven, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, I guess if you look up anything Toasty Cakes, long story where that name came from. But All one word? Uh, all one word, T-O-A-S-T-Y-C-A-K-E-S. On Twitter, I'm not Brody Jenner because I'm fucking not Brody Jenner. I mean, pretty straightforward there. And uh, yeah, that's it. You know, Find me on Instagram. Find me in the streets. Are you toasty on Instagram? Toasty Cakes? Yeah. Yeah. And toastycakes.com, Toasty Cakes on Tumblr. Steven, just a little disclaimer, posts a lot of pictures of semi-nude ladies, which a lot of you might be looking for. I'm We're sure. beautiful on the inside. Beautiful on the inside as well. Yeah. Totally. But mostly on the outside. Right. Exactly. Of course. Of course. And we wouldn't have it any other way. You guys, um, please call us 323-450-7408. Email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Follow us, please underscore advise on Twitter. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Soundcloud.com slash please advise is one of the places we're hosted. We also really want you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a comment with five stars and we might read it on the show during our You Are Appreciated segment. Um... Oh, I'm Malls on Twitter, just at Malls. Same thing with Instagram. You guys can check out at Christina Lopez. She's our producer. Christina with a K. Christina with a K. <laughs> Go fuck it's your parents' faults. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I, other than that, I think that that's just go buy my ebook, The Alcoholic Bitch That Ruined Your Life. Tell your friends about this podcast. And you guys, please keep calling us. It's the most important part of our show. And we cannot do it without you. So call, 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 call. Steven, I have a feeling that you are going to have an exceptional free advice. Do you have anything for us? I mean, I, I think that my free advice is, you know, stop trying to be what you think other people want you to be. Stop trying to, you know, do what you think is going to get you to a successful place. The only way you're going to really be successful is if you do something you're passionate about. I mean, that's not like about like waiting in lines or like where to get dope fucking barbecue. But all the other shit comes when you you're just you. You got to keep your brand authentic as fuck, you know? Yeah, don't don't say brand. Don't say curate. That's my free advice. Stop saying fucking on fleek. Stop saying curate. Don't say bay. You sound like the fucking Yo Quiero Taco Bell Taco Bell Chihuahua, or you sound like the Budweiser bro saying, what's up? So please, like, stop quoting Drake. My free advice. (laughs) Thanks, Steven. You guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. I enjoy you all. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Visit us again. Call. All right. Bye.